All right, guys, welcome back to the Eric For Real Show with Midway. Unfortunately, he's not with us today. Um, he's a, he's alive and well. I just uh, suggested an idea to him maybe a couple of weeks ago, I think a month ago. I told him maybe I should go in for a solo. And then now that I'm doing a solo episode, I kind of think that was a bad idea. Um... For those of you that don't know about podcasting or anything having to do with talking, uh, it's pretty awkward when you talk to yourself. So bear with me. I'm kind of nervous. Um, this is kind of weird, but I decided to do a solo episode because uh, when I suggested it, I thought it'd be a great idea. And then now that uh, I have the opportunity to make a solo episode I thought I'd talk about the last episode and um you know I got a lot of people asking me about you know my condition and the flare-up I talked about and yada 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 so I thought I'd clarify all that stuff and and give you guys a little uh a little insight or a little advice on what I've learned while dealing with my condition and how I've coped with it and stuff like that so uh so yeah I hope you guys are uh you know, strapped in, seat belted, enjoying your ride to work uh, or your ride home, wherever you guys are, uh, because it's going to be a story time. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy. All right, guys. Wow, uh, my first solo episode. What a what a big mistake. Mistakes were made. Mistakes will be made. And this episode, as I record it, sounds pretty boring. And um, I'm starting to think if I was on here by myself, this podcast would suck. Good thing I have a co-host, but he's not here today. So anyways, um, I had originally wanted to get a double whammy for Suicide Prevention Week, which was uh, September 10th, or the week of September 10th, but unfortunately, I uh, I ended up getting sick two days after that episode aired and um you know i usually i i'm out for like a month or so with my my condition and um i wasn't able to get it and i i'm 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 dealing with it now i uh still a little fuzzy in the head but uh it takes a toll on me so i decided to end this uh the month of september with uh you know, one more episode, um, uh, for, you know, for everyone still with us, you know, fighting the good fight, loved ones, friends, coworkers, you know, the many faces you interact with on a day-to-day basis. Um, so this one's for you guys, people dealing with, you know, you know, those struggles in your head, all those wars, you know, those nasty thoughts. This is for you guys still with us. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about what the hell is really going on with me. Um, so about 10 years ago, I was, well, I wasn't actually diagnosed, but they found a, uh, okay, well, let me backtrack before I even get to what the hell is in my head. Um, so like 10 years ago, I had, um, I had this weird feeling like, weird it was it was to this day i can't even describe it but what it is uh basically 
it's like my senses are very dulled. Um, you know, I can't, you know, over the years I've learned what it actually does to me. I've actually been able to like describe it a little better, but that's basically what it is. It's like someone puts a lead blanket over my head and they're like, go ahead about your day and try to do stuff that you normally do. So hearing is uh, pretty hard. Um, I mean, I can hear stuff. I just, I can't pinpoint things. Um, like when somebody talks to me, I won't be able to understand them. I sound, it sounds like for anybody that's ever seen Charlie Brown, uh, and they remember like the teacher talking to them and it was wow, 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 wow. It sounds kind of like that, but except I could hear the words. I just can't, um, they're out of context. Like they're all jumbled up and I won't understand why the person's telling me that, um, and then, uh, and then like my body goes numb. It's like not numb as far as like your leg falling asleep, but numb to like sensations. I can't, uh, I can't feel the temperature outside. I can't feel like, you know, the clothes on my body kind of thing. Um, it's, it's really hard to describe. Uh, the best way I could describe it is, uh, you know, like I said, your senses are dulled. They're just like. Someone took a grinder and just just dulled them down. Like, you're a butter knife now. Um, and this happened when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school, I think. But anyways, I, I, I didn't know what was going on with me. I was freaking out. Um, and... Um, and that's why I guess I wanted to make an episode about this because it, it kind of ties in with like, you know, mental health and stuff and, and how, how like you go find help and it gets written off at just some other stigma and you're like trying to find answers, but yet this doctor kind of just writes you off and he's like, ah, you know what? You're fine. You know, just, you're just a little depressed. Go ahead and go home. And maybe if you want to take these pills, go ahead and take them, you know, and, and then that's quote unquote the norm and they expect you just to be, you know, passive and just stay quiet and not do anything about it. And in my case, it was, that's kind of what happened to me, uh, 10 years ago. I was, um, I had went to go find help finally because I was, I was losing my mind. I didn't know what was going on with me. Imagine one day waking up and the things that you do every day aren't familiar to you anymore. That's when it got scary. And then besides the point, besides the fact that I couldn't understand people, was even worse. Um, I thought I was kind of like going like mental, you know, I thought I was getting like, you know, dementia or something like that. And it was, it was scary. So I went to go find help. And this first doctor I went to was a total nut job. Uh, I described to him my symptoms and he kind of basically just brushed me off and said, you know what, what kind of drugs are you taking? Tell, tell me now, tell me now, give me the list of them, what are you taking, acid, uh, psychedelics, anything, what are you taking, what are you taking, and I was like, I don't, I don't do drugs, sir, I'm sorry, and I asked him, are you on drugs, <laughs> so, so when he, when he kind of led with that, I was kind of like, oh man, this guy's been taking serious, he thinks I'm crazy, so then, I kept pushing the next appointment, and I was like, hey, you know what, like, I need help, like, this isn't cool, like, scan my head or something, I don't know, so then I think the following week, I got a, 
think I got like a brain scan. I don't know if it was a CT, a MRI, or USB, uh, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those. And um, they found, they ended up finding out after, once the results came in, I was already better. Um, my flare ups come and go, uh, you know, a handful of times. I think I've had it five or six times. So I was already coming down and I was fine. And he tells me, oh, you know what? You're just, um, you have a cyst in your head. Uh, that's all we found. Doesn't explain anything. We don't, we don't think it's, it's causing your, your brain problems. And I was like, a cyst, what, what does that mean? Like, you know, when somebody says cyst, you usually think a pimple, um, you know, Dr. Pimple Popper something like that, you know, so I was like, well, where does it come from, how, how, why is it there, you know, can I get it out, he's like, ah, it's probably like a birth defect, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like a mole, that you just get somewhere, you're born with it, and I was like, okay, well, is that it, he kind of just said, well, how do you feel, and uh, I said fine, because I was fine at the time already, I was, I was good, I was golden, and that was it. So then, um, what was it? I'm trying to think here. My my memory is a little little foggy. So then, um, whatever. I think maybe I want to say two years later, three years later, it happened again, and the same symptoms. I was my skin was numb. I was uh wasn't able to understand like people talking I couldn't comprehend things very well um, you would be able to lie to you would tell me if you told me the sky was green I would believe you that's how bad it was like I don't know what was going on with me um, I was just all out of whack I was I was I was messed up and luckily these things happen when um, well not luckily but when I was in high school it happened during the summer so I was off so I wasn't being my school wasn't being affected, but then the second time it happened, I ended up, I was already like working, uh, I forgot where I was working, I think I was working at O'Reilly's, um, and I was going to mechanic school, so can you imagine not being able to understand somebody talking when you need to learn, when you need to be able to learn uh, about mechanics and stuff, like that's, you could imagine how it affected me, so I wasn't able to learn, um, Ended up dropping out, uh, and then I I looked for help again. I, I found another doctor, and this time, this guy was a little bit more thorough with the investigation of my brain. He This guy loved to draw blood, and this guy would draw blood all day if he could, but uh, you would think this guy was a blood bank. So he drew blood. He found like high levels of this hormone in my blood and he's like uh, it's kind of weird that you have this hormone um you shouldn't have this hormone that much in your blood and I was like well what the hell's going on and he's like well you know what due to your symptoms sounds like a mental problem sounds like a head case so we're gonna scan your head so they scanned it again this guy did it thoroughly he ended up uh finding that there was a he didn't call it a cyst he, he actually called it a tumor um, so there was a tumor in a gland that's in my brain 
So if you want an idea of where this, this placement is, take your finger, take your pointer finger, right? You got your, whichever left or right. Um, take your pointer finger and stick it in your nose. Okay. Is it in there? Now, if you follow that nasal cavity, whichever one you're in, doesn't matter. It, it all leads to the same place. Stick it in your nose. And if you follow that nasal cavity, it'll lead you to the exact spot of where that tumor is. So it's right at the bottom. So, so he's like, oh, well, you know, and again, every time I, I, I looked for help or I went to the doctors, I was already like at the end of the tunnel, I was already getting better and back to my normal self. So, um, He's like, oh, well, you know, we can keep an eye on it. We don't we don't know for sure if that's what's happening with you. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll check on it year to year, see if it's growing, see what it is. Uh, so next time you have a flare-up, just come in, tell them it's an emergency, and we'll, uh, we'll scan your head again. So whatever. That, hap that, that was that. And then it didn't happen until five years after that again. So I flared up five years later. And this time I was, five years later was actually two years ago. And uh, same symptoms, same thing again. And it's like, man. So um, I went back to the same doctor and then he gave me the runaround. Um, he scanned my head again. And then the follow-up appointment was like months apart. So I was like, what the hell? Like, how is this guy ever going to fix me? So he ended up... Uh, I ended up, he ended up canceling on me or something. I don't know, whatever it was. Um, and like, again, anytime I looked for help, I was already at the end of the tunnel getting better. So I didn't, I didn't pursue it anymore. I was just like, oh, whatever. This guy's not going to find anything wrong with me. I'm something, some, I, I got to be having like a mental breakdown or something. I don't know. And, um, so that was that. And then, um, he like, I already knew what it was, but didn't really clarify, um, you know, if in fact that was causing my, you know, weird freak out feelings or whatever. And, and it's just not just, and it's not just, you know, like me not understanding. It's like a number of other things. Like my body completely changes to like, um, I don't know, like I won't. It's just weird. I could go, like, there's a list of things, and I don't want to, like, say it all right now because it'll be, like, a two-hour-long special here. But basically, my depth perception is off. Um, some of my motor skills are kind of weird. Um, let's see what else. Um, like, if I look at my phone while I'm, you know, having a flare-up, I won't be able to, like understand not understand but i won't believe my phone it's like it's just weird like my mind won't accept what's going on with the environment around me it doesn't agree with it um so it's kind of weird so when i say my whole body changes it's actually because um that tumor is causing my gland to produce all types of different hormones and my hormones are all out of whack so so that's what happens uh you know and you, um, you never really think like your hormones would be, have an impact on you, like the way they're impacting me now. 
you know, people joke about like ladies going through like menopause or like your teenage years, you know, your hormones going crazy. But nobody actually talks about when they're really out of whack and you're just, your body's trying to like keep up with the hormones and stuff. So I'm like everywhere. And so throughout this whole like 10 years on and off with the flare ups, I've learned a lot of things dealing with this, you know, like the first couple of times I've been as low as like feeling unworthy, depressed. I was, I was miserable. I was, I just figured that was it. Like this was going to be my life from now on. I wasn't going to be able to function the same way. Um, simple problems I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, solve. It, it was just bad. I mean, I was, you would see me and think I was okay, but like deep down, like on the inside, I was, I was messed up. But, um, and I just wanted to share with you guys, uh, what was going on with me, what's going on with me now. I'm in a flare up now. Um, and I'm kind of almost towards the end of that tunnel. I'm looking for help again. I'm with a new doctor. Um, uh, we're trying to find some type of, uh, you know, he's running all the tests again, uh, starting from scratch, trying to make sure he covers all the bases. But I just want to reach out to you guys and let you guys know, because I know a lot of you guys messaged me and asked me, you know, what's wrong, what's going on, like, are you okay? You know, stuff like that. So I just want to make sure you guys knew, you know, what the hell I'm dealing with here. It's uh, it's pretty scientific. So I try not to get into detail with a lot of it. But uh, I want to share with you guys uh, some, of the, some of the things I've, that I've learned that have helped me cope with, uh, my situation and feeling like my world was ending. Um, so yeah, if you guys got a little bit more time, uh, I'll, I'll break them down for you. So we've all heard the term life is short or life is too short. And none of us really grasp what that means or how heavy that saying really is. Because none of us are moving like our like our numbers are not going to get punched any day. And, and that's taught me, um, you know, relating to my condition, it's, it's taught me a lot. Um, that saying, uh, it, it's a whole new meaning for me because my condition doesn't flare up uh, from one day to another. It gradually kind of like, there's a lot of telltale signs of when I'm going to get sick. And I could usually feel it coming on maybe a week or two prior to the day of finally blowing up and I'm like totally lost. And um, so when I start feeling those feelings, I, uh, I try to not to put off, I try not to put anything off anymore. I try to do as much as I can with the little time that I have because it's never usually a week or two. It might be a couple of days and then I'm on that last day, it's just a big flare up. And like I said, so I never know how much time I have until I flare up. I just feel it coming on. So I try to like do as much as I can um, and enjoy everything that I that I like doing because once my flare up comes, I'm, I'm a total different person. I just like I may like playing video games, but then when I flare up, I, I, I don't even watch TV anymore. Like I, I just... I don't know. It's weird. So, you know, you just got to enjoy everything. Um, enjoy everything you do. 
uh, every day because you never know, you know, like, like I said, life is too short. You just, you just always have to have that in mind. You know, you're going to die one day, so you may never know when that day will be. Just do as much as you can with whatever time you have because your number will be punched one day. As morbid as it sounds, it's the truth. And just wake up every day knowing that's a new day and you're going to, you know, accomplish big things and take advantage of it, all right? Here's another for you guys. So, a lot of people like to complain about going to the gym, walking to the store, um, doing chores, whatever it may be. But, you know, you guys got to realize you're not, you shouldn't do things as a punishment, but actually do them as a celebration of what you're able to do with your mind and body. Because in my case, um, you know, regular things that I do every day become almost impossible for me to do. That's how bad my condition becomes. Um, I stop working on cars. Um, even the basic stuff. If you tell me to check your oil, I could do it. But in my mind, it's not registering as a satisfactory job well done. Um in my mind, it's it's registering as something's wrong. You did it wrong. Um, something's not right. Something is off, and you shouldn't be doing this. Um, everything else, like as far as like lifting stuff, um, if you tell me to open a can of pop, it's not impossible. It's not like I'm like my muscles don't work, but it's it doesn't re- register with my brain very well. It's like if you tell me to take the cap off of a of a bottle, it, I'd probably be there, like, for longer than I I should be, just trying to take that cap off, I'll, I'll turn the cap all the way around, but yet, like, for some reason, the cap will weigh, like, five pounds, and I'll be trying to take the cap off, and it's just, like, a big project, I don't know why, because, uh, maybe the, the, the hormones are messing with my brain, or something, I don't know, it's just very weird and it happens. And um, so, yeah, next time you complain about, ah, I got to go do this, like go do it. Just go enjoy it. Go enjoy the fact that you can wake up, go for a walk, go for a run, do whatever you can or want or whatever without having to think about it or your brain telling you it's not working. Um, you're incapable of doing this physically, you're not, you're, don't do it, just stop, just, just stop, you know, enjoy it, just go enjoy it, and, and have fun with it, um, because that's, that's another big thing, um, this, this, this condition has taught me. Conversations. Conversations are a lot like art. Um, a one-on-one could be very beautiful, you know, you sit there, you talk to somebody, they listen, they talk, you listen, goes back and forth and becomes a dialogue and, and you should always enjoy talking to somebody because you never know when you, when the day will come, if it ever comes or if it ever happens to you, where you won't be able to enjoy what the words mean or what they're saying. Um, 
so enjoy the conversations. Enjoy talking to somebody. Don't 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 just walk around with a chip on your shoulder and not wanting to talk to anybody. Go talk about what you did this weekend with your coworker. Go and tell a joke. Go say something. Just go have a conversation with somebody. You you'll be surprised. Both of you may walk away with a little bit a little bit more of enjoyment. Here's a big one for me. You gotta learn how to play the fool. If it's one thing my condition has taught me is that self-doubt is a motherfucker. And yes, we deal with it in different ways. Um, you know, we know what self-doubt is. That's 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 that thing in our head that keeps us from doing anything that we think about doing or um, want to do, but too scared of what other people may think. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the big things that my condition has taught me because when I'm flared up like this, it's, uh, I feel like everybody, I feel a lot of paranoia and I feel like a lot of people are always watching me, uh, looking at what I do and stuff like that. But, um, but it doesn't matter what anyone, anyone else thinks when I'm off this, uh, when, when I'm better, um, I do what I want. I do what makes me happy and you should too. You should do you should do whatever the hell you want to do, whatever makes you happy. And as long as you're not hurting anyone else or stopping someone else from being happy, then go for it. And that's ultimately what has helped me so much with whatever I do. I don't care how I look or what anyone else may think. I don't ask anyone for anything. And I've gone through so much reality-altering brain games uh, not to play the fool. Um... Or to save a stupid joke. Or to make that crazy podcast. So next time you think about doing something and you're too scared to do it, just do it. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it won't matter what other people think. Trust me. So during all my flare-ups and the 10 years that I've had this on and off, I found that writing can be very therapeutic. Um... I found that if the words can't come out of your mouth, then they come out of a pen or an app on your phone. Uh, or basically anything that you find enjoyment in, any type of art, um, anything to express yourself, really. Um, you know, because when, when you are down, when you are depressed, or when you do have a condition like mine, you find that a lot of the things that you used to find enjoyment in uh, you don't find them to be very pleasing anymore. And then you go and find something else that actually does, uh, and you know, bring you joy and stuff like that. Um, so I, ne I was never really like a big writer uh, prior to, you know, any of my flare-ups. I never thought about writing or any of that. But then when I finally started getting sick, um, you know, you figure out, you sound really crazy to people and you don't want to uh, scare anyone with your uh, with your symptoms. So you just start out, well for me at least, I started writing and um, so that helped me a lot. I'd write down, you know, thoughts, symptoms, um, just, just anything you want to get out of, you know, out of your head, you know, nasty dark thoughts or whatever, whatever you want to express, find something that's going to help you do that. 
All right, guys, the last few tidbits here. Um, one of them is anchors. Um, find yourself an anchor or learn learn how to anchor yourself. Anchor yourself. Anchor. 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 Anchors. Anchors. It's a funny word. Um, yeah, you could usually anchor yourself, or if you can't, uh, if you don't have the time or the patience to learn how to do that yourself, just find somebody that knows about you, knows about your condition, and can walk you, you know, away from having a panic attack, or when you do have a panic attack, uh, somebody that's just going to bring you back to reality, um, you know, tell you stuff like, um, not that it's going to be alright, but it, it will be alright, but stuff like, you know, you're here with me, um, I know I've, uh, I've heard a lot of times when, like, you listen to somebody else's heartbeat as far as long like um like we know when you hug somebody and you could like put your ear against their chest um and you hear their heartbeat that usually like steadies your heart rate down uh because you get into like some kind of weird synchronization um or you could just have somebody like bring you down and like just tell you that you know you're here, you're fine, you're not, you're not in any danger, um, it's gonna be, you know, all right, or whatever, if you want to say that, um, but basically, just, it's a person that, that helps you, you know, take the edge off, um, you know, I don't know if, how many people have had panic attacks or anxiety attacks, but they're some of the worst things ever, and, uh, you know, whenever I flare up, I have them frequently, uh, not as bad, but, you know, they, they do cause me some distress. And I've had many anchors throughout the um, throughout the 10 years on and off. Um, and I have learned how to anchor myself. You know, you, you, you feel your body. You you just uh, you look around the room. You, you visually call out, you know, a couple of things that you could see, um, some things that you could hear. Uh, you describe where you are. Of course, to yourself, you know, you just, you know, just blurt out, you know, like, there's a red shoe. It smells weird in here, you know, you just, and then you focus on your breathing a little bit. And then you slowly start calming down when you, uh, when you realize that you're here in the now and you're describing all these things around you and, and you start remembering that you're all right and and your brain catches up with your body and your body catches up with your brain whatever and then you start calming down and you walk yourself away from a panic attack um takes takes a little while to you know get down pat and get the gist of it but um it works i've uh, i've done it a couple times because with my condition you know my hormones are all over the place it's you know, one, one moment I could be, you know, like laughing, another moment I could be like very sad and wanting to cry and like just like holding back the floodgate of tears and then another minute I could be like angry and mad or whatever and it's, it's, it doesn't happen all the times but then I do get into like an anxiety mode and like I can't breathe and then like I, um, I just get all paranoid and, and weirded out and then like I have to like ground myself because I can't always run to somebody because it's crazy but these cat these past couple of uh 
these past two times that I've flared up, I have had one of the best anchors, uh, has been my girlfriend, and she has really learned how to, like, you know, calm me down, because when I tell you it's like a panic attack, it's no joke, um, so yeah, she's been, she's been awesome with it, um, like, with the whole, like, when I tell you it's, you know, these panic attacks are crazy, I, I would literally drive to her house and be like, hey, come outside, I'm freaking out, and then we'd, like, hang out for a bit, and she's, like, I would either, like, ball my eyes out or whatever, and, um, usually by the end of the conversation or when I went home, I was fine, like, it's, it's just weird, it's, you know, and it's not always, like, your significant other that could, that's going to be your anchor, sometimes it could be a very close friend, uh, sometimes it's just, you know, even, uh, a co-worker that you talk to a lot that knows about your condition or that could, that you're comfortable with, um, so yeah, find yourself an anchor, learn how to anchor yourself, whatever it is that helps you out with panic attacks and, and stuff like that, um, it really does work, you know, you just can't keep stuff bottled in, you gotta let somebody in eventually, and with that, um, every day, you know, every morning, I think you should be, you should learn how to be your own high person, um, you know, like, uh, artists have hype, hype men out there on the stage, you should be your own hype person, what I mean by that is, you know, wake up every morning, don't, don't dread the day, but, um, wake up and, and hype yourself up, you know, tell yourself that it's going to be a great day, tell yourself, you know, you, you got this, it's not a problem, it's just another day, um, and then just, just motivate yourself, learn how to motivate yourself for the day, and then eventually you'll learn that it actually does work, and then you do take on your day, and you do kick ass, so, um, and the same thing with, like, negative thoughts, um, you know, the first thing you think about when you wake up is usually a negative thought. It's usually, ah, do I have to get out of bed? Can I just stay here? I mean, it's not negative, but you do have to get out of bed. Get up, brush your teeth, get up, get dressed, get up, go to work. You know, or go do, take on your day, go do whatever you have to do. But, um, yeah, get the negative thoughts out of your head. They weigh, they weigh you down so much. You know, as soon as you get a negative thought, chase it out with a positive one. You know, think of something that um, that's that's positive, that's that's motivating, that's something that motivates you. Right now, um, with my mom going through chemo and stuff, what's what's getting me up and getting me past this flare up and making me push through it is uh, my mom, which is you know dealing with chemo and that takes a toll on her, and it just makes me get up because it's like. She gets up every day, she's walking around, she's doing her thing, and I can only imagine what kind of pain she's in. So then for me to be like, to punk out and be like, oh, I can't do it, I'm I'm just going to bitch out, you know, no, that gets me up. I get up and go, boom. As hard as my brain is pushing me back, I'm pushing even harder forward just because of her. So find yourself a motivation, find yourself something to get up for, find yourself any positive thoughts that you could feed yourself, um, and then if, when, when you, when you don't have those positive things, and you feel those thoughts coming in, just get up, go start moving around, uh, for some reason I found moving around, getting your blood pumping, and exercising a little bit, even if it's just walking around the block, that helps, 
it helps with like I don't I don't know what the science is behind it, but it just makes you feel good. Uh, I guess it's like endorphins or whatever. Um, but yeah, those those have been my couple of tidbits and points of advice that 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 have helped me. Hopefully, they can help somebody else out there. Um, I do know a couple of or I knew a lot of people that did suffer from like uh, some sort of depression, uh, anxiety stuff like that, and uh, I wish I could have helped them. You know, when I knew them when I was younger, before I had any of these episodes um flare-ups or whatever you want to call them and i yeah i wish i would have been able to help them like i know now how to help somebody or you know not help them professionally but just kind of you know sympathize with them you know because when you go through something like this it's horrible uh you feel alone and and nobody should ever feel like that so that's why this is kind of like a like a part two, and this is me calling everybody out and telling them that they're not alone, that uh, there's a whole world out there, you know, rooting for them and, and going to bat for them. And like, like myself, I'm, I'm here advocating for people with uh, mental health problems and stuff like that. So, so yeah, those have been my tidbits and tips and tricks and how to's and, and what to do and hopefully uh i didn't i didn't uh i didn't botch too much of this uh episode and ruin it um so that wraps it up for episode eight of the eric for real show um it's not the usual intro outro episode that you guys are used to um i don't know yet but it may be it may be a little hiatus or it may be a goodbye for my podcast um, because of my condition or whatever. I don't know yet. I don't, we'll see how I feel. Um, usually I, I do bounce back and I get back to normal uh, and, the, uh, and I'm able to control the flare up or it goes away until a couple years later. But I don't know. I don't know about this one. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'll be able to kick this one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna have to talk to uh, Midway, see what he thinks, see what uh, see what's going on. But uh, but this may may as may as well, in fact, be the last episode of the Eric for Real show. Um, depending on how I feel, I don't know yet. Um, had a big plans for it. I don't know, you know, like all my plans, they usually fail. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel. We'll see what uh. What kind of treatment I get, what kind of, uh, how I get fixed. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the ride. Uh, it was fun doing this. Uh, I had a great time, but fortunately, you know, I don't want to put out garbage content and I feel like my condition will make me do that and I won't be a hundred percent and I don't want to give you guys some half-ass episodes, um, so yeah, guys, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the the show. I don't know, maybe we'll be back, maybe we won't. But um, but yeah, you guys have a good rest of the uh, the day, the month. I don't know. You guys go ahead, and get out there and kick ass. I don't know, I don't know what'll happen. You know, twenty twenty has been kind of crazy for me and anybody else. And uh, 
yeah so uh i'll see you guys